Janelle Journals, a podcast for everyone interested in traveling to the greatest places around the world, and if not actually going to them, at least hearing about them. Join this modern day gypsy as she gives her best tips and tricks regarding all kinds of travel. You may not be able to sneak away during these crazy COVID times, but taking a trip down memory lane will have to do for now. Now please welcome your host, Janelle! Good morning, everybody! Good afternoon, good evening, or whatever, depending on what time you're listening to this. I hope y'all are having a fabulous day. Welcome to another week of the pod. This week is a mini episode, and I am super excited to discuss this topic, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. If you missed it, over the last two weeks, we broke down Europe and tried to give you our best advice when it comes to traveling to any of those countries. Hopefully, some of the things we said were helpful. (laughs) That is, if you could make out what we were saying between all of the laughter. If you know anyone who's planning a Europe trip in the future, and of course, by that I mean as soon as it's safe to do so, COVID-free, please feel free to share this podcast with them, as well as anyone else you think may be interested in listening. I would really, really appreciate that. All right, let's get into today's mini episode. I got a request from a listener and a longtime friend, Rebecca. She sent me a voice message requesting this specific topic, and it was perfect because when I was coming up with the idea to start a podcast, I knew this was a subject that I wanted to dive into right away. This topic is one of the main things I get asked about ever since making traveling a priority in my life. Okay, let me play it for you. Hey, Janelle. So I've been listening to your podcast lately, and I absolutely love it. It sounds like you've made a lot of incredible memories over the year and created experiences that will last a lifetime. It's so cool that your listeners can go down memory lane and share in your happiness with you. And I'm sure like a lot of people, we would all love to travel more. However, it can be very expensive, and I feel it's a reason why a lot of people don't follow through and plan for vacations. So a few questions I have for you, since you're the seasoned traveler and would know best. Do you have any tips or tricks on how to save for travel? and any secrets to a budget-friendly travel itinerary. So once you've reached your destination, you'll want to enjoy all the sightseeing and excursions along the way without breaking the bank. So any feedback or suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Please continue to keep posting all the amazing content. It's highly entertaining and very informative at the same time. Wishing you all the best these days. Take care, my friend. Oh, Becky, you are just so cute. Okay, first of all, thank you so much for reaching out to me and for sharing your thoughts with everyone. Your support means so, so, so much. I'm really feeling good about this one, and I'm hoping this mini episode will help you with your future travel goals. And then second, an extra big thank you for leaving me a voice note. I loved that so much, and I just think it's such a fun way to answer some questions. So for anyone else who may have a question for me or just any travel-related questions in general, I would love if you could be like Rebecca and leave me a voice note. That way, I can play them on the pod for everyone to hear. It's so much better than just having me try to recreate your voice while I'm reading it out loud. It also makes me feel a little less crazy when I'm talking to myself for this long. (laughs) But in all seriousness, other people may have the same question as you. And if it has like a long answer, it could potentially even become its very own mini podcast just like this one. All right. So today we are talking money. It's too expensive to travel. 
That has got to be the most common excuse for not going somewhere. But truthfully, there are tons of ways to create budget-friendly itineraries when traveling. So I'll get into that. But first, it's important to figure out how to save up prior so that you can actually get to your destination. I can't even explain to you how excited I am to get into this topic. It's one that I am very passionate about since I do consider myself to be quite the creative little saver at times. I really hope my tips and tricks today will help you get one step closer to reaching those travel goals. That's right, everybody. If you haven't figured it out yet, we are discussing how to save money for travel, but really, this could just be for life in general. I'll bluntly state the fact that money can be kind of awkward to talk about, but today it really doesn't have to be. It's important to me to mention that I will in no way be telling any of you that you must follow these guidelines. Instead, it would probably be best if you just view it all as hypothetical situations. And then from there, if you decide to choose going ahead with any of these suggestions, then great. And if not, that is no problem too. I'm actually super stoked to share some of my little secrets with you. It's very important to find something that will work best for you when trying to save. In a perfect world, I would love for the ways that have worked for me to then also work for you, but that just isn't always realistic. So maybe after hearing some of my suggestions, it'll inspire you to find your own ways that'll work better for you. So right away, the first thing I want to tell you is that I would do your best to start training your brain to really think about what it will take to save up and then to go and actually put these things into practice. It is way easier said than done, but truly changing the way your brain thinks is the starting point. I totally understand being at the point where you're feeling hopeless, like, oh, I could never save enough to do that, or I want to, but that'll just never happen, or I don't know how to make any extra money, or maybe you just feel that your bills are just way too high to ever be able to travel. Well, if you've said any of those things in the past, I want you to change that mindset ASAP. Just commit to it. I promise you can do it, especially if you know it'll all be worth it in the end. Like, come on. If I can do it, so can you. Being in the right frame of mind could truly make the world of a difference. So stay positive and believe in yourself that you really are capable of saving and jetting off to your dream destination. It's amazing what we can do if you put your mind to it. So I truly started saving up when I was in high school. I considered myself to be a little bit of a badass thinking as soon as I turned 18 that I would be out of my parents' house to be the strong, independent woman that I've always wanted to be. Well, plot twist. It was way harder than I wanted it to be. And I was not prepared for the cost of everything. I remember threatening my parents to move out and they said, okay, well, off you go then. But leave your keys because your car is ours. Oh, and leave your phone because we pay for that too. And leave your stuff because that's technically also ours. Ugh, that was a reality check and a half. Side note, I recognize the privilege I had while growing up. And although at the time I was sassy and felt like all my friends got way more than me, I realize now how hard my parents worked to give me everything I could have ever needed and more. But of course, as the bratty teenager that I was at the time, I didn't see any of that. So I started working in grade 11, taking spares as my last block so that I could go work at an out-of-school care for a couple hours before I headed to my restaurant job. I did this in grade 12 too, and I've basically had two jobs ever since. The reason I'm telling you all of this is because I had saved up a lot of money, and that's when I decided to go travel to Europe. 
Of course, I had no bills at the time while still living with my parents for very cheap rent. So obviously, that's a huge thanks to them. But ever since that time, I can't help but see money as potential flights. Do you want to know a fun little fact? For all the flights I have ever been on, I have only ever twice paid more than $1,000. It hurts my heart a little when people tell me they pay almost $2,000 to get somewhere. Like, no, don't do it. That's just way too much. I also am a little superstitious, and I have these weird little theories. In my opinion, I think there's a specific time of day that is best to book a flight, and I mean, so far, it's proved my theory to be true. And I also am not opposed to booking through a third-party app. For all the flights I've been on, only once has that not worked out for me, and even then, they put me on the next flight out at no extra charge. So really, not a problem at all. But yeah, I'm a big fan of third-party sites, especially when they allow me to get a way better deal. But I can totally understand if this is not something that you're comfortable with. Um, Booking a flight this way is not for everyone. The point of the story is hopefully you'll think twice before paying that much for a flight next time. Can we all just cross our fingers that prices don't skyrocket when we're finally allowed to travel again? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Must think positive. (laughs) That can't happen. Okay, let me share some of the different ways that have worked for me when I've tried to save up for some extra money to travel. Truthfully, the biggest game changer is going to be needs versus wants. And it sounds so simple, but for whatever reason, these things can be extremely difficult. As a female, some of the things that come into play that could save you tons of money each month would be to stop getting mani and pedis getting your hair done all the time, getting lashes, uh, going for different spa treatments, whatever. It's really hard to be a girl, okay? (laughs) We always want to be looking our best, but if you can cut these luxuries out, I can promise you it's a quick way to keep some extra cash in your pocket each month. Regardless of your gender, some of the other luxury things would include buying a fancy coffee each morning or going for massages regularly or going out for dinner and drinks, and just any kind of shopping, really. When I first started to save, I would ask myself, is this something that I can sacrifice now so that I can benefit in the future? Is going on this trip going to be worth more to me than this whatever something? And for me, the answer was always yes. I seriously had to start telling myself things like, no, you do not need more clothes, or no, you do not need that pair of shoes. And trust me, I have done my fair share of shopping back in the day. But when I stopped buying things that were not necessary, it showed in the good old bank account. Think about it this way. What do you want more? Will that new jacket from Aritzia bring you more pleasure than a trip across the world? (laughs) In my opinion, no. No, it would not. But if the answer is different for you, I mean, maybe you just don't want to go travel that badly. (laughs) Or maybe you just want to wear the cute jacket in the country that you want to visit. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But if you aren't willing to make a couple sacrifices, it'll probably take a little longer to save up, which is totally fine, especially if you're not in a rush to get out of here. So every once in a while, if you really, really want something, just go for it. Treat yourself because I mean, YOLO. But hopefully after that, you'll be able to find other things to say no to to make up for that want that isn't actually a need but somehow was ruled as a must-have. Or what about buying things from a secondhand store? 
I don't know if anyone's above that, but I certainly am not. Could be a good way to have the best of both worlds if you aren't ready to commit to not purchasing anything at all. But yeah, shopping is a big one. Work on that self-control. <laughs> and by cutting out some of the unnecessary shopping, the idea would be to start creating good habits and after a bit of time and like a lot of practice, it won't even be a question anymore as to whether or not you're going to get a Starbucks or if you're just gonna make your coffee at home. All right, so let's talk about speeding. Speeding used to be a huge one for me. I am actually embarrassed at the amount I've spent on photo radar and speeding tickets. I'm not talking hundreds of dollars. I am talking thousands. Ooh, how bad is that? Just thinking of all the other amazing places that I could have gone for the amount of money really stings. When I calculated and realized how much I was paying for these friggin' tickets, I was like, whoa, no more. This is unnecessary. I need to cut this out ASAP. So if you're a frequent speeder and you get tons of photo radars, I don't even think it's required of me to remind you that you are literally throwing money out the window. So smarten up quicker than I did and cut it out. <laughs> you know what helped me? Podcasts. Turn Janelle Journals on while you're driving. It's guaranteed to help you drive the speed limit. <laughs> I'm kidding, but also it could really work for you too. Okay, and how often do you go out to eat, spend money on takeout, or order lunch in? I am not going to lie to you. For me, it is more than I'd like to admit. Food and someone else just making my food for me makes me so, so happy. But if I'm really trying to save an extra few dollars, I have to be strict with myself and not give in to any of those temptations. So if possible, I would recommend to skip eating out in general. And not skip as in like skip the dishes, just like cut it out. Try not to do it. But like that doesn't mean you're never allowed to treat yourself. Like no, of course not. So if you're gonna go out to eat because you've had a rough day or because you friggin' deserve a night off from cooking, no problem. Maybe then as a compromise, you don't order an alcoholic beverage or a dessert, or maybe you'll order an appy instead of a large entree or something off the happy hour menu to really keep the price of your bill down. I don't know, but every dollar counts. Uh, the dreaded smoking. I mean, maybe you knew this was coming if you're a smoker, and you really do need a reason to quit, so here it is. Actually, this may come as a surprise to a lot of you, but I mean, I vowed to keep shit real, so I'm going to be very honest. Um, I actually used to smoke. Oh god, so sorry to my mame and my grandma who are listening to this. I swear, I am still an angel. And honestly, I can't even believe I'm admitting it on here because I would have considered myself to be more of a closet smoker and I probably could have gotten away with it for like ever. But oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> anyway, let me just tell you, the amount of money I started to save when I stopped purchasing cigarettes has also made a huge difference. So like, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life here, but these things are something you should consider when you're trying to save up some extra cash. I don't know if everyone does this already, but this one is a no-brainer for Joe and I, especially because his stomach is endless. Like, I don't know if I have ever witnessed someone eating more food than Joe. It is outrageous. <laughs> but we try and buy bulk for everything that we can. Dry storage, food that goes in the freezer, and a lot of items that we go through quickly, we get them all from Costco. 
I mean, who doesn't love Costco? You just can't get better than that deal, really. So if you don't have a Costco card, go find someone who does and then go with them. I swear to you, it is worth it. For things that we can't get from Costco, I would try hitting up a dollar store or a no frills or something. Dollar store is where I purchase all of my Kit Kats. And for all of you who know me well, you know that Kit Kats are a necessity if y'all want me to be in a good mood. Oh, and if you're a student, you should be looking into all the places that will give you a discount. For example, I examine glasses. I mean, I know a great local family-owned shop that will give you a deal if you're a student. <laughs> then there's also phone plans, insurance rates, um, gym memberships. And like, if you're treating yourself to pizza one night, frig, I still use the student discount code at Domino's. So like, you better believe I'm going to tell you to take full advantage of these things and do it while you still can. Also, studentuniverse.com. You're welcome. Obviously, during COVID, we can't go out as often as we used to. So that can definitely help with the saving aspect because it can be the perfect excuse not to leave your home. However, with that being said, obviously during these tough times, some people have lost their jobs and are working less than they normally would be. So that definitely does not help with saving. And then some other people may not have lost their jobs, but are finding themselves spending more during COVID as a stress reliever because, you know, retail therapy. So depending on your situation, this pandemic that we're all currently trying to survive through can definitely make things tougher than usual. Don't let any of that get you any more down than it already has, though, because it's still possible to set a travel goal. It'll just take some commitment from you, some dedication and hard work to making the changes to save where you can. If you have a lot of debt, it's not impossible to go traveling. However, I would recommend paying that down first. Nothing would stress me out more than spending money that you don't have. So yeah, I would not recommend going into debt for a trip. Traveling is, of course, worth every single penny spent, but coming home to debt will not be fun. It's just not worth risking the financial security. And yeah, if that doesn't worry you enough, it'll also just be postponing your next trip even further back. And trust me, after you go once, you will have the travel bug forever. I feel like I could insert some kind of ridiculous joke about not yet having a vaccine for a long-lasting travel bug. <laughs> Too much? Uh, probably. Okay, so I would try and stay very realistic with your goals. Calculate how much debt you have and what you need to do to save up and pay it off even quicker than originally planned. That way, when you've finished paying that off, you can start setting money aside to travel. Honestly, I do not have a lot of knowledge on this, but if debt is a big factor in why you feel like you're unable to travel, I would recommend booking an appointment with a debt counselor and going from there. They'll hopefully be able to get you on track or at least give you a good starting point. And then regardless of your situation, and although it sounds a bit cliche, my suggestion to you would be to sit down and create an expenses document, a spreadsheet, list, or whatever you need to actually be able to see what you spend your money on each month. This way, you'll be able to take a look at everything that comes out of your account, and from there, you can ask yourself, am I able to cut any of this out? Or am I able to lower any of these costs? Like, how much do you pay for your car? Could you potentially walk or bike instead? How much do you pay for rent or your mortgage? Is there a cheaper option for you? 
maybe staying with your parents for as long as possible or getting a roommate to help cover some of the bills of your current place. Do you have any monthly subscriptions that you aren't currently using? Maybe you have like three music apps, so maybe it's not a bad idea to cut two out of three of those out. Again, I don't know what your priorities are, but I do know that simple things like this can really make a difference. After assessing all that information, from there, you'll be able to create a budget that you can commit to in hopes of contributing to your travel savings account. When creating a budget, I would suggest starting out by determining how much the trip you want to go on will cost you, or at least get an approximate number, and then double it. (laughs) Kidding. But also, I would legit try and sneak in an extra couple hundred dollars just in case, because you never know. Something could intrigue you while you're over there, and it'll be heartbreaking if it's money that stops you from doing it. Or on a way more serious side of things, you could out of nowhere have to book a plane ticket home. So it's just really a smart thing to have some extra cash as a backup. Like think of it as an emergency fund. You'll also want to look into the activities you plan on doing there and how much they'll cost. Look into how much you'll need to pay per day by Googling the average amount spent in that country. Maybe you'll want to look into it even further by finding out the cost per night at the place that you want to stay at, um, the cost for the average meal, and then times that by three. After finding that rough guesstimated number of how much you'd be spending, the goal from there is to save, 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 and in every single way possible. When I first started to save up towards my goal amount, I created an account that I would transfer money into that was strictly for travel, but I also had a little jar at home for cash. Without a question, that's where all my tip money would go, straight into that jar, and I refused to touch it until a couple days before leaving for the airport. I don't often pay for things with cash, so that played a huge part in allowing that money to just sit there. However, the odd time that I would use cash, I always come back to some great advice that was given to me by my very clever and oh-so-wise, adorable Mame. She once told me that she doesn't spend any of her $5 bills. So like when she pays for something with a $20 bill and she gets a $5 bill back as her change, she's not allowed to spend it. I remember her telling me that she would go home and just put that five right into her savings jar. Like, how cute is that? And I thought to myself, wow, what an incredible idea. Smart little mame I have, eh? Like I previously mentioned, I've had two jobs since being in high school. I have always been about the side hustle, and I am not ashamed of that one bit. I've done so many different kinds of jobs over the years to save for travel. I started with contracted events, babysitting, nannying. I helped run a kindergarten program and hosted summer camp theme days at an out-of-school care. I've done hair, baked cakes, and I've been a day of coordinator for weddings. I've also assisted anyone who's needed it, currently what I still do now with optometrists and physiotherapists. I also spent many years serving and bartending, and if I'm being honest, I was really over it before even going to Europe, so in 2013. But like, how could I say no to the extra cash that would come in? I literally would see good tip nights as future places I could travel to. Sometimes it would really suck when running my butt off from table to table or having to work all evenings and weekends potentially missing out on some fun things with friends, but sacrificing that in the moment for future me in a wonderful brand new country was worth it time and time again. 
I also made a mini pact with myself. <laughs> and yeah, saying that out loud sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's true. Um, I made a mini pact with myself to pick up any extra shifts available to me. If at any point in time, one of my bosses asked me if I could put in some extra hours, I would do everything I could to make that possible. Even if I was exhausted or didn't want to get out of my PJs or whatever, knowing that the extra money made from that day was strictly savings and going towards my adventures was all worth it. So I challenge you to do the same if you have the opportunity to pick up extra shifts. I am truly down for anything when it comes to work, as long as it'll get me one step closer to my lifetime goal of traveling the world. I really want to see it all. I'll be straight up with all of you, though. One of my biggest insecurities is that I do not have a career or that I haven't found my career or my forever job. This still bugs me sometimes. It actually used to really bother me. It made me feel like the post-secondary I did was all for nothing, and it made me feel like I had no purpose, which was not a fun feeling. Uh, And it just made me feel so behind when I would talk to younger friends and they would tell me stories about them absolutely thriving in their dream jobs. And like, don't get me wrong, I am stoked for them because how flippin' exciting is it for them that they've found something that they're so passionate about? Like, I love that and that is incredible for them. It just always made me wonder when I would feel that way. Does it just happen overnight? Will it just hit me in the face? (laughs) I don't know, but over time, I've been able to celebrate other things that I've done in my life instead. So I will continue to sit and wait patiently for the day that career becomes a focal point for me. Um, But until then, I'll just continue to enjoy what I'm doing. Moral of that little story is don't spend any more time of your life comparing yourself to others. Celebrate your friends' wins, genuinely choose to cheer them on, and encourage them to do what they are meant to do because life is just too damn short. And remember, it's okay that we're all different. Gosh, I did not expect to get so deep today, but wow. All right. (laughs) I guess that's what a lack of sleep will do to you and having a conversation with yourself. Oh gosh. Okay. Anyways, shall we get back to it? Okay. So I'm going to name a couple other fun, easy, and creative ways to make some extra money on the side. Cash back credit cards. So simple. They literally pay you when you spend money. I mean, it's not a lot, but I use this card to pay for almost everything and every little bit adds up. Now, I don't want to get anyone into trouble. I would suggest using these credit cards as if they were your debit account. Um, That's what I do anyway. So don't abuse the credit card limit, and it'll always be nice to get a cash back check. A travel credit card may also be a good idea too. Um, I've had mine for years, and on top of earning points that will pay for flights, I also have included travel insurance for me and my spouse for up to 21 days. Uh, Speaking of travel insurance, do not risk it by not getting travel insurance. You seriously never know, and you really don't want to get there and have to worry about anything, especially if you're an adrenaline junkie like me. So yeah, side note, get travel insurance always. All right, let's chat Facebook Marketplace. It is my jam. Think about how wonderful it is to be able to do some cleaning up around the house and then get rid of things that you no longer use. I'm not going to lie, I have sold some ridiculous things on there. The previous owners of our home left some 
outrageous things. And they clearly viewed these items as garbage because they didn't take them with them. Um, but yeah, they just didn't throw them out. So I took the chance. I tossed them up on Marketplace and bam, sold. I swear, people are looking to buy all kinds of things off there. And then yay for you because that extra cash gets to go right into your savings jar instead of just sitting around your house collecting dust. It's a win-win, really. If you're a minimalist and that's not a possibility, well, one, good for you. I am super jealous of that. (laughs) And two, maybe you have some crazy talent that the world doesn't know about. Maybe you should try to sell whatever that may be. Um, Again, you could try Marketplace or maybe even look into Etsy, depending on what it is. You truly never know. And yeah, again, it's just kind of a bonus for you if it ends up working out. Did you know there's also plenty of opportunity to teach English online? I have not yet done this myself. However, I've met tons of people in my travels who have, and the best part is that they can do it from anywhere in the world. Like, how cool is that? Depending on how desperately you're wanting to save money, or maybe you do have some debt that you need to pay off before you can start to save, here's a couple more hardcore suggestions. I am not sure how many people would be up for these, but I'm going to throw them out there just in case because they also could really make a difference. Canceling your cable. You really don't need it. With the internet and a Netflix subscription, I'm certain you'll be able to find something to watch when you need to relax. You could also lower your utility bills by not cranking up the heat. Put a sweater and slippers on. I don't know. It's a decent suggestion, but for me, this is kind of a deal breaker, especially with how cold it's been this last week and a bit. And like working from home, oh gosh, damn, I just need to turn it up. But if you're stronger than me, have more willpower than me, you could try it. Canceling your gym membership is another one. I am obviously not a huge gym fan, so there was absolutely no point to me having a gym membership to just go and walk on the treadmill and count down the minutes until I was allowed to leave. But I do understand others really enjoy the gym, (laughs) which is great. I've just never been one of those people. If this is something you're on the fence about, you can easily find plenty of great home workouts for the time being. If it helps, just think of it as not being a permanent thing, but just temporary so that you can save a little bit of cash. Of course, Joe will 1000% disagree with me on this, and I'm sure I'll hear about this later. (laughs) I bet most people would consider this to be a deal breaker, and fair enough. Like I said, these were a couple more hardcore options, so I wouldn't recommend starting with this one. Um, But yeah, if you're kind of on the fence about the gym, or you feel like you could work out at home, then great. Maybe canceling your gym membership is an option. And if you need the gym to have a good day, then yeah, don't give it up. Another piece of advice I can give you would be to avoid hanging out with people who spend money like it's going out of style. My mom used to always say, you are who you hang with. And well, over the years, I've learned this to be true. So yeah, let that sink in. Reevaluate who you're with when you are spending big money. It's totally fine to continue being friends with them, of course, and to still see them every once in a while, but if you notice yourself spending more money around certain people, maybe choose to limit how often you hang out with them, or next time you could try to suggest to do something that doesn't cost anything and see how they take it. They also may appreciate spending less. You never know. 
All right, so reflecting on all of that, it is key to remember why you're doing this in the first place. Not to torture yourself, not to make your life miserable, but instead for future happiness, exploring on a beautiful adventure that you worked so damn hard for. And that alone should be your motivation. That should stop you or make you think twice when you're about to spend money on something that you really don't need. Again, if I can do it, I promise you can do it. Once you figure out how to save up enough so you can commit to booking a trip, unfortunately, that's not where the saving ends. From there, you'll want to continue practicing these ways so that your money can go further when you actually arrive in your destination. You truly don't need to have a lot of money to travel. There are so many ways to travel on a reasonable budget. It may not be super bougie, but if you wanted to make it happen, you totally could. Usually I'll give myself a maximum amount that I want to spend on a round trip flight. From there, I'll browse a bunch of different third-party apps, check out Skyscanner to see if any of them will give me any sort of deal. If you have the flexibility, don't be picky. Fly during the middle of the week or at an awful hour. Certainly, you'll be able to find a better deal doing this than if you choose to leave on the weekend at like the perfect hour. There's always ways around still making it happen, even if it isn't exactly the way that you had imagined it would be. Usually, if you don't have a ton of extra money to spare, you'll want to stay on a fairly strict budget once you're there. This means you'll want to have some idea of what you'll be doing when arriving. So I would recommend creating an outline of where you'll stay, creating some sort of itinerary with things that you know you want to do. Um, going in with a plan will actually give you a better chance to stay within your budget. I would also suggest researching approximately how much all of this will cost you so that there's no surprises when you get there. Another tip when traveling on a budget would be trying to visit the destination of your choice during their off season. When doing this, you may not be guaranteed the best weather, but usually prices will lower as there'll be less tourists in the area. As I get older and appreciate sleep more than I ever have before, hotels seem so much more appealing when traveling. But truthfully, if you can be smart with your accommodations, the extra money you'll save by doing this will add up real quick. Depending on how long you're going for and where you're going, a budget-friendly thing to do would be to make sure your accommodations have a kitchen. And no, I am not talking about a fancy kitchenette in a hotel room. I mean, unless that's in your budget, then friggin' great, go for it. Uh, but in reality, I am talking about a shared kitchen in a hostel. Cooking your own food rather than eating out every day will make a huge difference. In 2019, when I was traveling each month, I always made sure the hostel I was staying at had free breakfast, and I would fill up on that in the morning, and sometimes I would even take fruit or something for later in the day. I legit brought granola bars, dried mango, and other good midday snacks from home. That way I could eat that as a light lunch or a snack mid-afternoon. And then for dinner, I would try and cook something that I purchased from the grocery store at the hostel. Also, I'm obviously a huge supporter of solo travel now that I've figured it out, but depending on where you're going, being able to share some of the costs with a friend can come in really handy. Not everything would be a shared cost, of course, but maybe it's $10 each to get a single bed in a hostel dorm somewhere, uh, but it's $17 to get a private room with a double bed. I feel like I've said this a million times today, but every little bit helps. 
if you're going solo, that is totally cool too. I would maybe just try to meet some people from the hostel and ask around to see what they're doing during the day. They'd potentially be open to going to a tourist spot together and that way you could split the cab fare. Another good tip and one of my personal favorites would be to not be afraid to reach out to someone you know who lives in the city you're visiting. I've only had positive experiences with this so far, whether that is them offering me a place to stay or taking me for a tour around the city. There is literally no better way to see a city than to be guided by a local. They are guaranteed to take you to all of the best places. You can also search for free things to do in the place that you're traveling to. There are plenty of free walking tours, sometimes museums on certain days, and local events that may be taking place while you're there. And if you want to be even more extra than that, you could also create your own excursions. Instead of paying for someone to organize it for you, organize it yourself. I have done this before and I can promise you it is always an adventure and it'll definitely save you some money for sure. Oh, and don't forget to look into the bank fees and be aware of the ATM charges and the exchange rates. You definitely don't want to get hit with that unexpectedly. Last thing, you potentially don't even have to take time off work. Are you able to work remotely? Sure, some of you must know from COVID that you actually can continue to do your job without going into the office or your workplace. So it may be a good idea to ask your boss if this is even a possibility. You'll never know until you ask. And like, how great would that be to work doing the same job that you currently do, but from a different country so that during all of your free time, you're able to just explore around? I don't know. It sounds pretty sweet to me. Hopefully, if you can apply some of these suggestions, you'll be saving some extra money in no time. I can't wait to see all of you reaching your savings goals and heading out into this big old world when COVID allows us to. Again, I can promise you all of this hard work is going to be so worth it. Travel is the only thing you can spend money on that will make you richer. So don't stop working for those travel goals. They will not be handed over to you on a silver platter, which is a good thing because if they were, you would not appreciate them nearly as much as you would after all the effort that you've made to achieve them. If you've been trying to save up forever and it just wasn't working, I would love to know if any of these tips end up actually helping you out. So please keep me posted. Wow, that was a lot of info. I hope y'all were taking notes. <laughs> just kidding. Again, I got you. Check out my blog. It's janellejournals.wixsite.com slash blog to get a written version of everything that I just said. So check it out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Janelle Journals. If you liked what you heard, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring all things travel and real life shit. See you next week. Bye!